You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Colin Roberts. How are y'all doing today? Colin, please enlighten the people about what you do and what you do professionally. Uh, well, right now, I'm kind of in between school and trying to do uh, get a job here. I just I have a meeting next week that I'm going into that I'm excited for. But kind of my side hustle, the thing that I'm trying to do is do a, be a content creator, try to do some streams and podcasts and things of that nature to try to gain that internet fame that everyone's striving to get so much of. Yeah, you want to be the YouTuber that makes a funny video, like a cat video, and gets a million views and like a hundred thousand exactly. dollars. Why don't you just play Fortnite? You can win. You can win millions that way. Apparently. Oh, uh, I mean, I think the thing with Fortnite is just like you know, with all these content creators like Tifu and Ninja and all you know, the sixteen-year-old Booga guy who won the Fortnite World Champion. It's like I think Fortnite's a little oversaturated at this point. And so, like, I'm kind of looking for other games that I'm going to try to branch out to. Like, Borderlands Three is coming up. And that's, I think, my game that I'm going to try to push my hardest on streaming and putting out the content on because I used to play Borderlands with my friend Hunter when we were kids, like when we were 12, 13 years old, all the way up until now. And it's a really good game. And I really don't think that anybody's going to jump on it as much as they did like Fortnite or some of these other games that have come out. And I'm really, really hoping that it takes off from that. I played Borderlands when it first came out at my buddy's house but i'm like i always tell people when they try and understand like oh god they're into video games i'm like yeah but video games are now hitting older ages now they're hitting into you know now i know parents people's parents ages like 40 50 that are all playing uh video games just because it's it's an escape from reality man that's all it does it transport you to a completely different place i have two fellow podcasters you should probably look up their episodes they're pretty cool but i'm jay warner and uh kyler saunders they own a podcast called gameaholics where they just shoot the shit about video games and things going on in the industry because video games are legit an escape from reality just like going into a nature park and having a campfire or something we can do that with simulation nowadays it might not be real but i'm let me tell you the way technology is progressing we can damn sure make it feel real Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, with all the AR stuff that's coming in, or AI stuff and all the VR and all that stuff that's kind of, seems like it's kind of evolving into kind of what people want, but it's still kind of sitting back in kind of like a 20th century kind of technology. And I mean, I I think sooner or later, we're going to be able to be standing in this room, like I could be standing in my kitchen right now, and you'll be standing right there in front of me in a hologram on a VR set, and we'll be doing a podcast on a virtual table and, you know, yeah, to tech- a virtual audience and all that stuff, you know? Te- technology scares the shit out of me, to be 100% honest with you. The way we're taking it doesn't seem like it's going to go in a good way, but I like the stuff they do with certain things. I definitely think using VR simulation, uh, they use that now um, in medical fields, such as surgeries. They give you these VR goggles, and they let you into a simulation where you're working on a patient and something random just 
just happens. Much like the Star Trek simulator, you had to beat the system. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, it's considered unbeatable mostly because multiple things could happen that are all different each and every single time. It's never the same simulation. That's what they do with these VR goggles. You know, next thing you know, you have to you're doing a surgery and something goes wrong that's different than the last time it went wrong. So you can't just sit there and learn how to beat that one problem. They give you a host of random different outcomes. And yeah. that's amazing because that lets a surgeon consider problem solving and get better at doing that when it comes to an actual surgery. But when you talk about video games, people always chalk up to the goods, the good old shooter ones. And they always say video games cause violence. Not true. Um, yeah, it's like, I think with video games and violence, like in my opinion, it's like, I think people have to be mature enough while playing video games that are specifically violent, like Call of Duty and all those games to understand that that is a simulation, that is a game, and it should never be implemented into the real world. And I think that also falls onto, you know, parents and regulating their kids' time that they're on their video games during the day. And if their kids, you know, if they, if a parent can hear their kid, you know, screaming and cursing and, you know, telling the guy, F you, you know, you're, you suck, you know, all this different type of thing. And they don't even get to hear what the people are saying to you. They're just hearing what you're saying to these people and they think exactly. you're some monster. I'm like, you don't know, this guy just said you were stupid and dumb. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm telling you, there were times when I would grab my Xbox after losing a couple of times and getting some dudes cussing and screaming at me, calling me all these types of names, and I just want to throw it out the window. But, you know, there's there's a there's a difference. I used to play video games all the time. I actually, I built a relationship with the Xbox to the fact like I lived on it. <laughs> like as soon as I got home from school, Xbox all day. Staying home sick from school all day, Xbox. Where yeah, my parents, yeah, I'm PS4 all day, every day. That's what I try to do. My parents were like, look, hey, this is an unhealthy obsession, okay? And it was kind of in a way, but both my parents worked two jobs, okay? I didn't have anybody else really to structure myself off of considering my brother was older. So I had video games as an escape for a release. I was still a kid. I couldn't go out and Uber. I couldn't do these things that wasn't developed back then, wasn't made up. And I, I, so for instead of not having like a bike or something to ride down the street to my buddy's house or ride across the town over before I got a car, it was Xbox was a way to connect us together. I can't yeah. tell you the awesome memories I have of going over to my buddy's house, getting dropped off, spending the weekend over there, having just a sleepover, ordering pizza at two o'clock in the morning with like five, two liters of Mountain Dew and playing Halo 3 all day long. And let me tell you something. That's the best. Those are those are those are good moments you need when you're a kid. You also do need to experience going outside. But fighting it from the inner child inside of me, there is a little bit of a thing going on with video games where people consider it to be violent. Now, I took a study on this. I made sure I wrote a paper on this. I wanted to get the hands down information when I got this topic picked and thrown towards me of why people correlate video games and violence the problem is the blood the gore all these wonderful types of things that make your grandma you basically try and trick your grandma into buying the video game for you which i've done yeah i told her oh it says mature because it's a it's it's a matured form of literature it uses <laughs> a little bit of words and the, the the dude at the store is just like he's fucking tricking you so hard right now like you, yeah, don't he's like, you better not get him that game. I remember I played Sims and my grandmom watched me play Sims for like the first hour. And I told her like, oh, the most uh, uh, weird content you can see is when the guy poops. There's like a there's like a blur and it shows him going to the bathroom. My grandma was just laughing the whole time. Like she didn't know all the other stuff you could do in the game. And <laughs> it, it shows you like 
there are games when it comes to being violent. Okay. Borderlands, one of my favorites. Um, people see that and they go, Oh my God, this is why kids shoot up stores. No. Um, if a kid plays a video game, he's not going to shoot up a store unless he already had that intention inside of him. I could tell you right now, exactly, I ran over exactly. I ran over so many hookers in Grand Theft Auto, but I don't feel any need to when I'm driving my car to veer off the road and run over some hookers. I don't. I yeah, really it's like I, I've I've quote unquote killed thousands of people and you know PlayStation games and violent video games, but you know I've never once had a mentality like man. I want to go shoot up somebody or some concert or something like that. I've just never like that. That's a predisposition that those people have to have in their mind that they are willing to do that. You want to talk about how many kills Hitler has. Let me tell you my KD. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) But like, they don't understand. And I think like, the only times my parents have under, understand the funness in video games is when I was able to play like rock band or guitar hero, something my parents already are musicians. <laughs> they already were able to, they like, Hey dad, want to play drums? Since you play drums every day for a living, you might as well play with your son. And he's like, yeah, yeah man, this sounds like fun. He broke it the day after we got it on Christmas. And <laughs> I'm like, it's not a real drum set, bro. You can't hit the crap out of music. Like, I'll buy you another one. I was like, can't I know you will. It like a pinata. <laughs> Yeah, and I beat it like it owes you money, basically. And I, I told them, you know, it's fun to play video games. They would just sit and watch me play. Like, oh, I get it now. It's a, it's a little thing for you kind of – it's like drawing or watching a movie. If you say yeah. video games are violent, okay, I understand. There's a lot of blood and gore, okay. It's not – you can get an unhealthy relationship with video games to the point where you create an emotional connection where it shouldn't be an emotional connection. Yeah. Only on the concept of you invest all your time into it and you get very, very sensitive when someone tries to take it away from you because you've built a relationship with this thing. We're not talking about your date and your Xbox or your PlayStation. We're talking about you built a connection where this has been your sense of release from stress. Anybody yeah. takes that away from you, you could take that in anything you know someone takes away your ice cream someone takes away whatever you can take that but people look at the video game and violence aspect he's influenced by guns he's killing people all day this is why he killed those people in that store no that intention's not there unless it was already down deep down inside video games just might awaken that i can believe that but when it comes to it being violent then you'd have to look at movies movies are pretty fucking violent yeah like tv shows or a movie where like Somebody gets, you know, brutally mutilated by this psychopath killer, you know, that's on a bloody rampage to kill everybody who, like, stole his ice cream when he was a kid, you know? Like, it's just, I don't know, like... The Walking Dead had me fear the zombie apocalypse. I still have... I'm pretty sure you have a plan, too, when it comes to the zombie apocalypse. Oh, yeah, yeah. there is definitely a plan. There's There's a a bunker of beef jerky. Already, if it happens. There's a bunker of beef jerky. We got it all figured out. (laughs) We'll all be huddled down there doing podcasts, updating people on the current situation of zombie apocalypse. You'd be focusing on video games, and there's people out there like, I just want to know if it's safe to go outside. That's all I want. And I'm like, (laughs) it's it's the same concept. If it rains, you had an excuse to play video games. So you were like a kid, like, I hope there's a damn snow day to the point where I'm inside my house for a week, and I just I have no choice but to play Xbox. Yeah, they all. Well, if I must play something, I might as well play my Xbox. You know, it's like you almost convince yourself that you you're almost like deserve it because you got the like rainy day in it's crazy because i i haven't played xbox in forever and then like i recently like when uh not when you say recently spyro came out okay oh i played that shit i wanted to play that i played that shit when i was a kid 
um, I used to get so upset. I used to have to take naps and because I would get so mad I couldn't beat a level. And I remember I had this moment. I had bought the Reignited Trilogy, the remaster, mm -hmm. and I played the first five minutes and beat this one level I felt like I was stuck on as a kid for years that I'm pretty sure I never beat. That and I, felt so satisfying. <laughs> oh, no, I was pissed. I walked downstairs. I said, can you be honest with me? My mom's like, what? I'm like, ah, was I retarded as a kid? She goes, why <laughs> would you ask me that? I said, look, and I explained to her the situation. She goes, you don't understand. You're an adult now. You're more rational thinking. You're more experienced on the life, and you understand a little bit more. She calmed me down. So I went back upstairs. I was like, all right, all right, all right, Robbie, you're 21 years old. Let's go. Okay, you got it. You're right. It's okay. You're not, you're not an idiot. You just were inexperienced. Played the next level, beat it in five minutes. I opened up the door and shouted, you fucking liar. <laughs> you lied to me. I, 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 I'm sitting there like, how was I stuck on this to the point where I was getting so upset? And it's all about thinking. There's a, there's a way, like, if you play a game and you get stuck on a level and you've been playing all day, sometimes if you take a quick little shower, you take a quick hour break and you hop back onto it, you're good again. You know, you beat it. You have a better... Yeah, it's like letting your mind almost just take a break and rest and kind of process everything for a minute and then coming back to it. I know people say that's a lot of good ways of how, like, to take tests, you know, if you get stuck on a math question or something like that you're always supposed to just kind of come back to it because there's a good chance that your brain just isn't really scrambled right now and you need to kind of like let it flow a little bit so taking a shower or a nap or something like that to detox from the like the the difficulty that is the level at that time you know what i mean i definitely think that's the one thing out of testing that makes sense i definitely think when it comes to putting a mint in your mouth and that will help you kind of soak in more information that's a load of horse shit yeah. Um, every time they gave me a mint, I was like, this is just keeping me from hunger because you guys are holding me up from lunch right now. We've been testing <laughs> for six hours. Exactly. But when it comes to video games, like I've seen the guy that goes into the grocery store with a Mountain Dew t-shirt on um, or Minecraft shirt on. And, uh, you know, he's not, he doesn't look like he showered, but he's <laughs> a 48. You kind of smell him from across the gas station. You're like, oh. Yeah, you're a little He's bit. He's been playing games for five days straight. Yeah, and I, he goes and picks up the 48 cans of Mountain Dew, grabs a bunch of two liters, grabs a bunch of bags of Doritos, and then as he's walking out, people are looking at him like, that's sad. That's what you don't want to be. And I'm like, that guy's going to have a good fucking night. I can yeah, tell you. Yeah, that guy's about to have the time of his life. He's going to go in his room. He's going to shut his blinders. He's going to sit in complete darkness with a giant plasma screen TV pressed up against his face. And he's going to hit prestige tonight. That's going to happen. And when I dive back in the video games recently, it was, um, there was a, the time Assassin's Creed Odyssey came out. I had a fascination with that game. I like alternate history games for sure. Um, it was a way to kind of relate. It's why actually I did more research from Assassin's Creed 2 uh, to dive into more of history in a way when it comes to Leonardo da Vinci because it created an aspect I didn't know a whole lot about where I decided to do my own extensive research. But Odyssey, yeah. for example, I have a fascination with Greek mythology, okay? I'm really, really in, 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 interested in that subject. And this was a way of you were a Spartan, you're a gladiator basically, and you get to run around doing the Assassin's Creed game style all around this time when Greek mythology was a thing. You know, there were statues built for these Greek gods and stuff. And that's where I found my fascination. It was a way of exploring in a world where, you know, it seems like nowadays everything's too bland, where video games have to be your escape. You know what I mean? Exactly. 
the the regular world is so bland. Like I think the reason why I like like I like you using Odyssey specifically because like it is in Greek mythology and it's like video games give us the opportunity to go see what our ancestors and people in the past did through the creation of you know 2D and 3D imaging and all that kind of stuff, all the code that goes into games. And I think I like that because it gives games a little bit of a like a more positive note to them, you know, like everyone has that, oh, video games are so negative for kids. They rot your brain. They're going to make you shoot up schools. You know, they'll get you into drugs, whatever it may be. And it's like, but when you have games like that, like the Odyssey and, uh, you know, I think, what was uh, Assassin's Creed 3? Was that uh, Spain or something like that? I can't remember. Oh, you're talking uh, about Black Flag. Oh, Black Flag. That was the Pirates uh, one. And it's like, I think that's cool because it's a way of educating kids on those subjects in a very fun way and yes they may be a little violent but like all of history is violent you know like it violence is a thing of our our humankind's history you know we are we every everywhere you look there has been violence in it so it's like i think people trying to suppress that from kids is like a little weird because you know i think kids need to learn what violence is and need sure. to learn you're holding how to handle that stuff properly. You're holding back information from them. You're lying to them in a way by showing them the world's not violent. And then once they get to an older age where they become an adult, they realize the world is pretty damn violent. You were completely oblivious to it. Um, yeah, like I, I hate the fact that we do fire drills that have kids just kind of go huddle in a corner and hide, you know, like and that's now, not really, I think, I don't think that's the best mentality to be teaching our kids, that, you know. Now they have like, school shooter drills now. Which is just crazy. I don't know if you. Uh, I don't know if you watched that Dave Chappelle. I did. Uh, I did. Skit. Oh my lord! That that was. That's the most controversial thing I have ever seen. Like he, I can't. I, I don't know how he is not getting hunted I've down for that. I've tested with so many people on it, and the questions always brought up like, if he was white, that would not have been done today. And I'm like, apparently Tom Segura, another popular comedian that did a special called Disgraceful. Um, kind of was taken out of context. He kind of made fun of some stuff that people would consider hate culture or whatever. Um, that's the same thing Dave Chappelle did. Well, Tom Segura's new special is coming out soon. And when it comes out, it's apparently worse than what Dave Chappelle did. Oof. And I'm like, yes. it doesn't matter. We're holding way too things too sensitive nowadays. You can't look at every single thing and nitpick with it. Comedy's meant exactly. to be comedy. If you're meant to go into a comedy show, you can't be pissed off if you don't agree with what comedy it is. Then don't fucking laugh. Exactly. And I, I agree with that. You know, it's like these comedians are going there and it's like, obviously they're kidding. Like, I mean, like he made, he, I think he made a point throughout it where he was talking about, you know, uh, at that point where Kevin Hart got in trouble for saying he smashed a dollhouse on his kid's head and it's like i understand like yes that's probably not the best thing to say but it's during a comedy skit you know like i don't kevin hart seems like a good guy i don't think he would do it you know from at it least was what it was 10 years ago and he took it from they took it from a tweet from 10 yeah, years and that, ago it's, and that's the crazy thing about the internet and you got to be careful with that kind of stuff you know because people who want to get that kind of dirt on you and things like that like they will get that on you if you tweet it out you know it doesn't matter if it was Two days ago or 10 years ago, you know, someone's going to find that tweet that they didn't like and, you know, blast you for it. That's why it's uh, crazy when you see an actor or somebody that doesn't have social media. It's because they don't want that digital footprint. Exactly. They, they understand that anything that they do 
on social media is then documented forever. You know, it's always going to be on there pretty much. Like for me, if I said something that offends somebody, then let's podcast about it. Let's figure out what the hell I said and what I wasn't understanding correctly. You know what I mean? Exactly. I choose to be real in my conversations. I choose to cuss. I choose to let down whatever. I choose to just be me because of the whole reason is I don't want to be you structure. can't be fake on the internet, you know? Like, you got to be you. can't be fake in real life. Too many people live a life in a mass nowadays. We don't choose yeah, exactly. ourselves in fear of hurting others or in fear that other people are going to judge us in a way. I'm like, no, just live who you want to be. You know, as long as it's not hurting anybody else, then what? what's the problem? What's yeah. the, Why is everything you want to do so damn uh, have to be hidden? If you want to play video games all day, you want to be popular from playing video games, then do it, dude. Well, back in the day when our grandparents and parents were telling us, oh, you're never going to make a career off video games. Well, guess what? They're adding video games into the Olympics. So you're wrong there. Wait, wait, wait. They're adding video games to oh, the you Olympics? You didn't hear about that? I will die. I will actually die. That'd be so great. <laughs> they changed. I, I, that would be serious. So cool. They're they're doing that. This they're doing that when this coming up Olympics. They added a category called S something. It's, it has a really fucking weird name for playing video games, but it's all based on like the competitive gaming aspect. Maybe like like they have simulated a, athletics or something like that. You know? No, it's, it's like, literally straight. It's straight fingers and all that. Like it's nothing like as you would think. Like, oh, here's a VR simulation of deadlifting. No, it's straight up uh, doing different combat exercises and stuff inside of a video game where you're playing as a character <laughs> and you have to beat a competition out of like 50 other people and whoever wins or whatever. I'm like, okay, well, that just got added in, and it's true. You're there is research studies that show that playing video games enhances brain capacity and brain cognibility when it comes to oh, yeah. skills. Some of those games are exactly how you explained earlier with the Spyro game. It's like you couldn't figure out that game when you were young and through playing video games. And when you got older, you were able to figure it out. So it's like, you could kind of say that's like you, your brain kind of developed and learned how to like, pro problem, problem solve, solve. because yeah. of those couple little, you know, puzzles that they have in games. I love it. Like, I think what fascinates a lot of people nowadays, like games like Fallout, games like Borderlands, is because you get to create your own character. You get to create yeah. someone you're not, you know. Recently, I became addicted to World of Warcraft. I went from, like, level a 25 monk to a level 94 in a matter of, like, four days. Um, oh on top of working, on top of school, on top of doing, like, averaging six podcasts a night. Yeah, it was – I'm an insomniac, so I like to get shit <laughs> done. And um, so, like, doing that and – you got to see where time flies by. Like you're playing a video game and next thing you know, you look down and it's like six hours later. Like where did, yeah, you're like, Oh my gosh, how have I been here for that long? And it's, it's, it catches your attention. It's like watching a good movie and I understand it. I correlate it to reading a good book. You know, I, same, I don't, same. I don't, I don't like to read, but I'm good at it. I just don't do it. But I know people where they sit there and they read a book for hours and hours and hours. And I, as a kid, I was like, why? Why? Yeah, that never made sense to me. I could never sit down and read a book for like six hours a day. Like, that's crazy. But I, I understand it on the concept of I can also play video games for six hours. And it yeah, yeah I see how their hobby, minute. you know, that interests them enough that they're willing to invest that time into it and stuff like that. My buddy builds fucking Ikea furniture. You know how tasking that is to build Ikea furniture? He doesn't do it for a job. He does it as a, as a fun passion. 
That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Ikea furniture is impossible, man. Exactly. But he labels all his stuff out. He gets a list. He writes down everything that he got from the box, writes it out, and then rewrites it, like creating an inventory count. And then he just sets all his tools up and then starts working, like a two-hour process of setting up before he even opens up the box. And then at the ending, he has this thing. I remember he built me a shelf one time, and I set my drink on top of it. He's like, look at that fucking shelf. <laughs> jealous of that shelf aren't you and he's standing back there admiring the shelf kept doing it all day and as the little inner side of me the little monsters bastard i truly am i walked over and i slapped the crap out of that shelf so hard it knocked everything off and also broke the shelf and i'm like your shelf was pretty <laughs> steady was pretty uh stable there bro and he was like dude why why <laughs> no and i love seeing that with people you know everyone has their own little like thing they do to like clear their mind in a sense whether you know it's painting or building furniture or playing video games you know or making podcasts you know everyone has that one thing that they almost need to get their get their escape from you know all the stress and stuff that goes on in your daily life that everyone you deals with admire you know? it when they suck at it too like if they're like really really bad at it but they really still enjoy it i'd rather be the worst at something but love it than be really good at something and hate it same like because if you're the worst at something, you can always become the best. If you're the best at something, you can't, you know, you can't become better than yourself, you know, unless you like self-improve. So like, I think people like always, you know, think that like, oh, being, you know, the worst at something's a bad thing. But it's like, no, that just means that you have the opportunity to improve better on yourself and be better than those people in a sense, you know. Uh, so, I want to kind of get your idea. What's your favorite type of video game? Oh, God. Uh Type or just specific game? Whichever one you want to choose. Specific game would definitely be Borderlands 2 in that whole series because I'm, I'm an avid fan of that series. I think it's one of the best overall voice acting in terms of interaction with the game, side quests, and all those kind of things included. I think it's just a very well put together game. Uh, but if I had to like pick, it'd probably be like open world RPGs, like kind of like Skyrim or like Breath of the Wilds in a sense. I like, like where you kind of just get to go free Roma City or like Arkham. I'm playing right now Batman Arkham Knight because it was free on the PS4 last uh, month. So I'm getting, I'm playing through that. And it's really fun because, you know, I'm, I'm a big DC nerd and, you know, comic nerd. So I like being able to go explore Gotham and seeing all the different people that come from Bloodhaven and Metropolis and all the different other areas that come into the DCU. Well, you, the funny thing is when you play a video game like that, you get to control your own character. You get to honestly, and most of the video game fascinations is you get to structure yourselves and create everything about them. Whether it's like Fallout, you get to put strength, intelligence, whatever, whatever category, skill ability into that category. You get to model yeah. yourself in this fake persona because it's what fascinates people about going to Comic-Con. They choose to model themselves after these video game characters, these things people consider as them being ridiculous. No, it's because they look up to this person and they want to model themselves after this because they don't they don't feel comfortable being the person they are today it's yeah. it's not something that they're that they need to work on it's something as people we need to work on a society we need to not judge others so highly because they're into a certain something yeah no i think for i completely agree that is you know we need people need to not feel uncomfortable in their own skin like the LGBT community should not ever feel uncomfortable because they're an LGBTQ. Like, it's your life, guys. Like, go and do whatever you want. Just don't make it anyone else's problem. You know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah, I have a transgender person. I texted immediately after the Dave Chappelle podcast. Like, what do you think about this? And he said, hey, it's funny as fuck. I said, it is, right? And he was like, yeah, because that's the stereotypical thing. It's not all of us. And you got to know what humor is humor. It's not meant to be against me. It's just meant to highlight the dumbest things that we hold so thing. You can take that the same aspect if you're a video game nerd. Like, oh, you're just a nerd. You just have pizza stains all over your shirt. You have all that. It's like, no, it's it's not 100% true. You know, I still work. I still do things. I still have a life. But I like to enjoy playing video games. It's a way to fucking relax after a long day. I mean, especially when you're you're leveling up and you're doing shit that you can't do in real life. You know what I mean? It's a way of mm-hmm. escaping to this alternate kind of dimension. No. And I, and I think that's one of the greatest things about video games is the escape of it. You know, it's like, you know, I could be having a real shitty day, you know, and I, I just want to just, all I want to do is be able to go sit down with, you know, my Skyrim character or whatever it may be and be able to play them because it is that escape from all those kind of things. Uh, did you hear about the cyberpunk, 2077 customization features for their characters i have not it's like it's kind of like fallout and kind of like if you've ever played D or looked into how to build a D character you like build your you know your body and all that kind of stuff you know your face and all the regular stuff like you kind of wouldn't fall out but how their system works is they seem to have like a point-based system like in fallout where you increase your intelligence your charisma and other things like that and they'll play out in the game and their skill trees like not necessarily like set so it's like oh well if you want to be a guy who's really good at shooting pistols then you have to unlock the pistol skill tree it's like they have all the skills completely unlockable and you can just go in and customize your character to as specifically as you want and i think it i i really think cyberpunk 2077 is going to be the game of the year next year i i'm kind of calling it here every time i'm excited out i'm looking at it and i'm like there's going to be something better, not even a year later. And I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It, it freaks me out when you hear the trailer uh, voted best game of the year. I'm like, this is like fucking books. New York Times bestseller, <laughs> my ass. There's a million New York Times bestseller. There can't be always a bestseller. There's always going to be something better that comes out, better than this, exactly, better than exactly. that. I'm like, it's crazy to see how far we've advanced from the classic Pac-Man to where we're at now, man. It's- oh, dude, it, it is truly breathtaking to see that. Like, the amount of detail and the amount of, like, intricacies that go into the characters the clothing the vehicles the environment and everything when it was just you know a little circle opening its mouth and you know eating white little balls and running from little wiggly ghosts like that was what it was originally you know that sounded so dirty (laughs) but those were moments like our parents the ones that give us shit about playing video games used to go to the arcade with the whole thing of damn quarters and they used to load it up in the machine and play for days and days and days just would just sit there and waste all their money now we found a free way of doing it and i kind of think with like the old retro arcade games like there's something that was kind of lost from them you know like people would go with all their buddies, you know, after school with their handful of quarters they got for mowing the lawn that week or whatever it may be. And they all go as a community and play those games. And I think something that a lot of people think video games are a negative is because they think that you disconnect from people. You know, you're, you're not, you're not hanging out with people. You're not going out and doing stuff, but it's like, 
I have plenty of friends who play PS4 consistently enough that I'm on there and they're on and we'll play and we'll talk for hours and hang out like it's just another thing. Colin, I, I, think want that's- to, I want you to look up this episode that I think is really hitting on what you're talking about of mine. It's of my first, second season, first episode, Kelly Silvers. I have been best friends with this guy over Xbox Live for eight years now. I have his Snapchat, his Facebook, his Instagram, but I've never met him. He's in Wisconsin. And we have been best friends ever since. He texts me, he invited me to his wedding coming up this year. Like there's something, it's a connectivity through Xbox, through PlayStation, through whatever. It's a form where you can actually create some really good relationships. It allows connectivity through somewhere you're never, might not ever meet that person in real life. Yeah. It's like connectivity on a global scale. Like kind of like how, you know, the internet has been this amazing thing that's been able to connect humanity together from coast to coast. It's like video games have done that exact same thing too where people can jump in a lobby or jump in a Fortnite game and play with people that are on the other side of the world. And, you know, and they end up making friends with them or a paper or a, a pen pal, you know, it's just, I, I really love that aspect of the community and video games. And I think it's something that people really need to focus on when they play video games is well, the whole finding point. a couple friends who like playing it with you and are willing to be that kind of community and kind of keep you motivated and keep you happy and boosted that you're not, you know, just playing by yourself and being alone. Well, there's a connectivity aspect that people are losing nowadays. As soon as you walk in the door, you just want to roll over and watch Netflix all day. You don't want to hang out with your buddies anymore unless you're, you know, the common thing for just friends to get together, at least my age being 21 is like, let's all just go drink. It's like, is that what we have to do to hang out now? We can't just sit and have a conversation anymore. It's because the world is always constantly giving us shit all day. We just don't feel afterwards to go out and do anything anymore we're comfortable being in a lifestyle and sadly video games podcasting these types of things you have to force yourself to sit down and do with other people it's not even really forcing yourself it's just it's it's the easiest thing than going out and experiencing the world and I, i think people need to understand like this is a way to kind of save a little bit of connection where it's about to be lost you know our phones are the closest things we can get to being in contact with our friends sometimes it's a way yeah. to connect us to so many different things and so many resources i just hope people start taking the way technology is going in a benefit and not where i know it's going to go yeah no i think I, I agree like you know humanity is losing its connection to people on a you know one-on-one personal in-person scale and it's like phones and all these different kind of things vr and all that are going to give us the opportunity to reconnect our you know relationships with the people that we hold dearest to us and i think that it's you know responsible for like our generation you know 21 year olds and 22 year olds and that kind of generation that's kind of coming up as the young adults are going to have to make sure that we have these you know technologies and stuff implemented in a right way that's not going to affect humanity more of an in a negative light than a positive it's it's what are your fears for technology in the future i think my fear for technology like if you ever heard when Elon musk was on joe rogan's podcast he had said at a point that he figured that in the next couple of months we would have technology where you can you know put a chip in your head and manage social media and all these different kind of things through your brain and it's like i think i i'm you know i'm kind of all down for that like if we actually can build cybernetics and people and help people walk again that's the beautiful part about technology but you don't know how people are people are going to be looking up porn on the back of their head using a freaking chip where they have google on their brain and my buddy's all for mechanical 
whatever implementation and all these things. He thinks that technology is the best thing since sliced bread. And let me tell you something, sliced bread was banned at one point. So I, <laughs> I see technology being banned at one point too. There's a point where, you know, it's hard for a movie. It's hard for like nowadays, like you go to the movies and you know what they say in the previews now? They yeah, say freaking instead of silence your phones, dim your phone. F- fuck you. Yeah, it's like keep your phone quiet for the two hours while I watch this damn movie. Like God. Oh my God. <laughs> Nobody sits at the no one talks anymore. The fact like you go to a restaurant, everybody's on their phones. I do it too. Oh, that is oh. the worst thing ever to see. I hate that. Like if you're in a damn restaurant with your family or your girlfriend or your boyfriend, get off your fucking phone. Like but Instagram interact with the so, human being sitting in front of you. Instagram is so damn fun. I don't I don't want to get off my Instagram. I'm like, this is why I wish I had like a billion dollars and I do what Ari Shafir said. And if you see someone with their phone out and like blocking something or being an inconvenience, like just standing in front of you and not moving, you're like, sir, you're in the doorway. Can you can you, can you and they're just sitting there like being completely oblivious to you? Just walk over, you know, slap the shit out of the phone, knock it on the ground, break it, and then just buy them another one. But realize <laughs> you need to understand that was wrong what you did. Okay. I'll buy you another phone, but realize you can't do that. You can't do that. But I know as soon as they walk out of the iPhone store or the phone store, Verizon, their whatever, head's gonna be back in it. It's gonna be right on the new one. Like, hey, look at this. And, and, and I, I'd have to do it again. I'm like, did you not learn? Did you? <laughs> no, I mean, that, that's the crazy thing about technology. And that's the big fear is that we get too disconnected from each other and things like that, you know, or, you know, my thing with the, the chip thing in your head, my biggest concern for anything like that is that if a hacker can hack into, you know, say your chip in your brain and can just fry your brain, you know, like, or mess with your brain in a way that makes you lose yourself as a like person, you know, like, if they could take semi control of you because of the chip in your head, I would be completely against it. Like that, that should not happen. I don't, I think people get chip like brain chip inflammation implications and stuff in our head. I really don't think that like we should be as lenient to hackers and other things like that as we are nowadays, because as technology advances and everything gets more integrated in technology, that's giving people who are, really really good at hacking more and more power and more and more influence to do things like uh on drama alerts newest thing i was watching to the other day apparently this uh group this hacker group called uh lizard squad apparently people are saying they're resurfacing and apparently last year they had shut down ps4 and xbox servers from the you know people couldn't log on or play or do anything and it's like if these people are able to hack into our systems and cause a complete and utter internet meltdown over the things that they're doing. God forbid what they could do if it was implemented into our own bodies, you know? Man, I'm telling you, there's going to be some changes happening in the future. I don't know if it's good or bad, but uh, the world better buckle in, dude, because there's some shit that's going to happen, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We we better buckle up for the ride because it, it's going to get bumpy here in the next 10 years. It's going to be a very weird era of kind of us getting out of the industrial or what a, what it are we are we technically still in the industrial revolution are we past that oh, we're in the, yeah we were way past the industrial revolution there's actually yeah. a thing in with um like you know how self-service robots you know there are all these types of self-checkout things are taking away regular jobs well, there's a thing back in the industrial revolution um around the industrial era there were 
factory workers being put out of jobs. They were known as the Luddites. You should look these guys up. Um, they used to break these printing presses, these factory machines in this industrial factories that were taking their jobs because they were only making and like one loaf of bread was going to last their whole family a week, you know, and now they didn't have anything. So they sparked up these farmers and workers to break these machines. And I think that's going to happen sooner or later nowadays. It's going to be, you're going to see more videos of parents taking a kid's Xbox and running it over with a lawnmower. It's the yeah. fact of we're being way too connected and you need to wake up. And at, when you're at that point, you're so dived into the world and you're so dived into technology and video games and it's your life. It's really hard to see it from the contaminating and really kind of hurtful angle. When you just realize it's all in moderation, this doesn't just chalk up to video games, this chalks up to anything you do. Exactly. No, I mean, you know, with everyone needs, has to understand, you know, like you can't, you can't sit there for 12 hours 18 hours a day and play video games or you can't sit there for five hours at the bar and get so drunk that you can't walk home you know like everyone's gotta be able to go and use these things in moderation including technology and be able to i feel like just kind of need to go out and be with their friends or sit down like put the phone down and do something for a couple hours with you where you're not touching your phone you're not checking it for notifications nothing like you were just pieced out from your phone for a couple hours. I think, I think if people did that, it would really save a lot of people from the grip of being so connected to your phone and to your PlayStation or your laptop or whatever it may be. Dude, I want to thank you so much for being out on my podcast, man. It was awesome talking to you, dude. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. It was a really, really good conversation. I want to give I, you I had a lot of fun. I want to give you here a minute at the end to plug your own uh, source where people can find you at and see your awesome content, dude. Awesome. Uh, you can find me at the Collins Corner on Twitter and on Facebook and Instagram. You can find me on YouTube at Colin to Play and on Twitch at Colin to Play. Uh, you can find my podcast on Anchor.fm at the uh, Collins Corner. That's C O L L I N S C O R N E R. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of Out of the Blank Podcast, and stay tuned for our next episode.